0: Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Mycellus, joined by the one, the only Michael Cohen. And do we have a show for you today? As the kids would say, Michael Cohen sheesh where where do we begin special counsel jack smith sends donald trump a target letter in the criminal investigation into donald trump's 2020 election interference donald trump loses his mind further if that's even possible special counsel jack smith was seen at a washington dc subway sandwich shop cool Calm, collected, just being special counsel, Jack <laughs> Smith itself. Meanwhile, a big status conference hearing was just held in the criminal case filed by special counsel Jack Smith against Donald Trump in Fort Pierce, Florida, held on Tuesday before Judge Eileen Cannon, the judge presiding over the case. Just a reminder, this is the criminal case involving Donald Trump's willful retention of national defense information and obstruction of justice at Mar-a-Lago. Judge Eileen Cannon stated that the December 2023 trial date requested by special counsel Jack Smith's team may be too soon, but she seems skeptical also of Donald Trump's claim that he couldn't get a fair trial in 2024 while running for office. We will break it down. The Georgia Supreme Court rejected a made-up petition filed by Donald Trump in that court directly, skipping like all of the other courts. Trump was apparently seeking to derail Phony Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney criminal investigation and soon to be indictments emanating from Georgia. The Georgia Supreme Court issued a two word ruling petition denied. Then let's go to the halls of Congress where MAGA Republicans are disgracing our country. Democrats are calling them out. But major breaking news, Michael Cohen, before we went live just minutes ago, we learned that Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel just indicted the 16 fake electors who signed the fake electoral certificates, falsely claiming Trump won in Michigan. Just moments ago, Michael Cohen, Dana Nessel held a press conference. I want to play for you the highlight of it, and I want to get your reaction. Play the clip. That was a lie. They weren't the duly elected and qualified electors, and each of the defendants knew it. They carried out these actions with the hope and belief that the electoral votes of Michigan's 2020 election would be awarded to the candidate of their choosing instead of the candidate that Michigan voters actually chose.
1: Big news, Michael Cohen. Yeah, I mean, let's all give her a real round of applause. Think about just how quickly that she handled this Michigan matter. I mean, it's it's really astounding. I mean, what did she start this thing, last week? I mean, you know, two weeks ago, a month ago? I mean, this is the way that the system is supposed to move, expeditiously. She's not playing games. 16 people, rightly, rightly accused of joining Trump in this conspiracy. And you know what, it's, like I said, I mean, she really deserves um, a lot of credit Moved expeditiously in this. They found the evidence. They had the evidence. And now they're going to prosecute on it. So good for her. And this is, again, all just part of the Trump playbook. He, How many times do I have to repeat the fact that when I sat in front of the House Oversight Committee, I turned around and I told that not just the country, but the world, that if Donald Trump loses, there will never be a peaceful transfer of power. Well, that's exactly what's going on here. There was not going to be a peaceful transfer of power. So, how did he determine that he was going to keep the reins of power? Well, you put in the fake electors, they turn around, they claim that Donald Trump won, that Joe Biden lost, despite what the, you know, what the people of Michigan wanted, the Michiganders that they all wanted. And so you put in your own determination. And again, it goes right to The statements that he used to, you know, like to um, parrot that about Vladimir Putin, which is it doesn't matter who you vote for. All that matters is who's counting the vote. And that's exactly the scheme that they were looking to pull off here.
0: You heard him say that, Cohen, multiple times, huh?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a comment that he had parroted uh, many, many times. Uh, And again, that's a very uh, Putin-esque type comment.
0: It's exactly. Putin esque. Each defendant in this indictment by the Michigan AG has been charged with the following one count of conspiracy to commit forgery, a 14 year felony, two counts of forgery, a 14 year felony, one count of conspiracy to commit uttering and publishing, a 14 year felony, one count of uttering and publishing, a 14 year felony, one count of conspiracy to commit election law forgery, a five-year felony, two counts of election law forgery, a five-year felony. And if I'm one of those fake electors in other states, like in Georgia, in Fulton County, I know that time is up for me as well. So a very big indictment blockbuster, in fact. And to your point, Michael Cohen, the first time we reported about the Michigan Attorney General's Criminal investigation was actually in January of 2023. We had AG Nessel on the show. And one of the things that she was saying around that time is she hadn't really heard from the Department of Justice and she was kind of waiting for them to take action. And when they didn't, she's like, All right, well, I'm going to restart this investigation, which she had started before, but kind of slowed down as she thought the Department of Justice was going to take the reins. But we do know this as well the Department of Justice. Justice met with lots of Michigan officials back Mm -hmm. in February and March of this past year, and that is part of the sprawling case that is going to be filed against Donald Trump for election interference. We learned some big news on that today, that a target letter was sent to Donald Trump informing him that he is likely going to be indicted soon in connection with the criminal election interference investigation by special counsel Jack Smith taking place right now before the D.C. grand jury. Um, allowing donald trump to testify before the grand jury
1: so when when it comes to this i think a lot of people have um jumped the shark a little bit right where they think that this has to do with january 6th the insurrection i'm not certain you know i'd really like to see the uh the full extent of that target letter there are others that believe myself included that The January 6th probe is so significant, meaning there's so many people and so many documents that legitimately we would not see a trial in that case if it was done with 20 lawyers, four to five years. I mean, you have a thousand witnesses That were interviewed by the January 6th committee. You have millions of documents. If I was counsel for the defendant, I would say I want to speak to each and every one of those witnesses. You know how long it could take you. I mean, that's if you're working seven days a week, seven days a week, one person is more than three and a half years with no time off. So you know, even with 20 people, it's still an enormous amount of time that's going to be needed. Then to go through the 1 million documents and so on, it's a five-year commitment. Well, I think Jack Smith is looking at it a little differently. I think he's looking at it uh, in terms of the pack and how they used the lie. They promoted the lie. They raised money off of the lie for the pack. They never spent the money in terms of the way that the money was raised. And I think that that's a much easier case that doesn't require, you know, a thousand witnesses and a million pages. I think it's very similar in terms of fashion uh, to the Alvin Bragg New, uh, New York district attorney case. It's documentary evidence that is simple to digest. It's limited in terms of its overall scope and anyone who listens or reads uh, these documents will understand that they basically prove the truth of the matter asserted.
0: Well, I agree with you that I think money laundering, wire fraud, and campaign finance violations are going to form a major part of this indictment, more major than I think the media has discussed or people Mm -hmm. traditionally have thought about. But I do think that it is going to focus also on the day of, January 6th itself, obstruction of an official proceeding. And I also think Donald mm-hmm. Trump could be charged with seditious conspiracy relating to the day of. I think the indictment's also going to focus on the fake elector scheme, exactly what these Michigan fake electors were criminally indicted for, Donald Trump aiding and abetting that, money laundering and wire fraud. Also, um, the threats that Donald Trump made to local and state election officials like Brad Raffensperger, yeah. find me seven thousand seven hundred and eighty votes, or else. And also sending MAGA Republican kind of allies who had connections with local election offices, like we saw in Coffee County, Georgia, where they opened up the doors to a forensic team hired by Donald Trump, and basically stole people's election data from the Coffee County, Georgia election offices, so that it could be manipulated by. Uh, Donald Trump and the campaign and and people very close to Donald Trump to spread the big lie. So I think we're going to see those five things. You know, it was notable today. I want to show you this clip, Cohen. That uh, Special Counsel Jack Smith, on the eve or, or rather shortly thereafter this breaking news that this target letter was sent, Jack Smith was seen leaving a subway in Washington D.C. And, and yeah. I want to tell you though why. I'm going to give you my theory why I think this is important, but this is from today, special counsel, Jack Smith spotted in DC, by the way, only the second time he's been spotted by media cameras in DC. And I'm going to show you the first in a moment, but let me show you what was caught on camera today. Play the clip.
1: Jack Smith can't resist a $5 footlong. That's according to what we see right there, new and exclusive CNN video of the special counsel at subway declining though, to respond to reporters questions about today's big news. A target letter sent to the former president of the United States, CNN's Evan Perez, was there (laughs) trying to track down the special.
0: So the only other time we've spotted special counsel Jack Smith in Washington, D.C. was June 6th two days before the grand jury ultimately indicted Donald Trump in connection with the willful retention of national defense information in the Southern District of Florida. So let me show you the clip where Jack Smith is spotted for the first time in Washington, D.C., June 6th, last month, and then two days later, Trump gets indicted. Play this clip.
1: Hey there, Mr. Smith. How are you doing? Gary Grumbach
0: from NBC News here. Is an indictment coming soon, sir? investigation
1: wrapping up sir excuse us anything you'd like to say mr smith
0: nbc's kendall so <laughs> special counsel jack smith if you looked in his hand he had a subway sandwich i think He's trolling Donald Trump here because as Donald Trump rants and raves like a lunatic, Special Counsel Jack Smith is saying, "I got all the time in the world. I'm eating a Subway sandwich. I'm relaxed. I think it's trolling Trump."
1: Yeah, I'm not so sure about that one. I think he just likes Subway. Uh, but putting all of that aside, you know, let's not forget that uh, there's four days for Trump to respond to the letter. That he received the um, uh, you know letter, obviously telling him that he's a target. I don't believe that we will see an indictment until Monday, uh, possibly Tuesday, but it's definitely going to be the beginning of next week. Which is funny because that, of course, coincides with my trial against Trump Org for their failure to pay the legal fees. That begins. That's a four-year. Could you imagine on a civil matter, such as his failure to pay legal fees, where they would do an ode, (laughs) four years? So how long do you think any of these other cases, as I was trying to say, like the January 6th insurrection would end up taking? I mean, four years with the delay. I believe that this is going to be uh, beginning of next week. and it's going to then, you know, it's going to be followed uh, maybe two weeks or so thereafter by Fannie Willis in Georgia. Look, he's got so much litigation right now on top of his head. He has, well, the litigation, as you know, uh, against me, right, for $500 million, where he does not want to show up for depositions until 90 days after the election. That's one. He has, of course, this case, me against him for the legal fees. You already have the existing indictments by the New York District Attorney, criminal. You have the New York Attorney General, our unsinkable Attorney General here, um, Tish James. That's a civil matter, but that's hundreds of millions of dollars we're now going to have the uh, we have the Mar-a-Lago matter that's on top, so that's six. You have seven that's going to be this indictment that's coming up on January 6th, and whatever the basis of that indictment is going to be, uh, so that's seven, and eight will be Fannie Willis. That's a shit ton of litigation to be involved with, especially where seven of the eight, you're under the term defendant that's a real that's a real serious issue the way i see it and how he continues to remain the front runner how his stupid and i can only say it this way his stupid sycophantic followers that continue to you know pour money into his campaign each and every time he comes forth with hey they're indicting me It's, it's again, deranged Jack Smith. No, it's not deranged Jack Smith. It's you, you fucking asshole being held accountable for your dirty deeds. It's just that plain and simple. You know, many of us have been held accountable for his dirty deeds. In fact, and I don't want to, I don't want to drop it today. I will drop it uh, on, you know, on Thursday. I received a letter from John Dean talking about uh, a request. It's for it's a request I'm going to be putting in for a full pardon uh, in the Biden administration. And it is the most intense letter, basically castigating the Southern District of New York and the Department of Justice for the manner to which that they um, went after me, they charged me, prosecuted me, and then, of course, sentenced me. And You know, who better than John Dean to understand the, the, you know, abuses by a president and the Department of Justice than he? And I can't think of anybody better. So to sum this up, you have Donald Trump with eight significant litigations, seven as a defendant. That is more than anybody can handle. And I don't care whether it's Donald Trump or Donald fucking duck. It makes no difference It is an impossibility to escape responsibility when you have that many actions pending against you.
0: Well, here's his plan. He's asking for help. According to a new report out from Alina Treen from CNN, she states the following. uh, Trump reached out to Kevin McCarthy and Elise Stefanik today. Uh, MAGA Republican leaders uh, today to strategize on efforts on how to defend Donald Trump after he received the target letter, sources are telling CNN. On the call with Stefanik, the two went over her plans to go on offense through her role on the weaponization subcommittee and her overall efforts to rally support from the House GOP conference around Trump and attack Jack Smith. It was a long conversation, sources tell uh, tell CNN. And I want to show you this clip right here. This is Kevin McCarthy. Earlier in the day when he was asked about yeah. the target letter, he stated that it's, be, it's because they politicized DOJ and because he says Trump is leading in the polls. Both are false, but play this clip of Kevin McCarthy. Well, I guess uh, under a Biden administration, Biden America, you'd expect this. If you notice recently, President Trump went up in the polls and was uh, actually surpassing President Biden for reelection. So what do they do now? Weaponize government to go after their number one opponent. It's time and time again. I think the American public is tired of this. They want to have see equal justice. And the idea that they utilize this to go after those who politically disagree with them is wrong. But, uh, that- I want to get your take on that, Cohen, but I just want to reflect for a moment that you have this whole Republican Party that, frankly, has just become a party of traitors, a party of Trump sycophants, a cult. And it is dangerous. And when you see that, when you hear about this call with Stefanik and McCarthy, it's weird. It's anti-American. It goes against everything we cherish about our democracy. And to borrow a term from you. Earlier in this episode, Putin-esque.
1: Yeah. So, Ben, here's the problem with McCarthy. Here's the problem with Stefanik. They're talking, first of all, when they turn around and they say to Trump, we're going to do things that we're going to help you. We're going to go on offense. This is all bullshit bluster. Okay, there's nothing that they can do. Oh my god, we're gonna call a a hearing against Jack Smith, we're gonna try to defund the investigation. It's not how it works, all right? It's mere bullshit talk by a group of people who have no idea what the hell they're even talking about. They cannot stop this investigation, plain and simple. But what makes Kevin McCarthy and Elise Stefanik really stupid. Really, really stupid, and they should be viewed in the eyes of all Americans as stupid. they don't know any more Ben than you and I or our brigaders. they don't know more than anyone they have not seen the upcoming indictment, they have only you know seen the at best they they've seen it the um you know the target letter. By Trump, which doesn't go in and state with any specificity at all what the what the issues are, other than you are a target of a DOJ investigation, the DOJ investigation that is being conducted by uh, you know, Jack Smith, Esquire, et cetera, et cetera. That's what they know, which is nothing more than you and I. So the fact that they think that they know what this is about, that this is about, you know, the Democrats feeling nervous for Joe Biden because Donald Trump is clearly going to be the winner in 2024. Sure. The same way he won in 2020. It's such Bullshit. It's all of them playing up to their, you know, it's their fealty to the fake God, right? To their Fuhrer, to their Supreme Leader, their monarch, their dictator. But that's great for them. The rest of us know the bullshit and we're not swallowing it. We're not buying it and we're not interested in it. So look, to Elise Stefanic. Right, who I think is one of the worst in Kevin McCarthy, today you share early on the two-fingers salute, you two fucking morons, all right? Fuck you both on behalf of all of the brigaders because you have no idea what you're talking about. You're basically spewing bullshit in order to appease a guy who, again, eight different lawsuits, seven of which he is the defendant. Plain and simple. So, what are they going to do? They're going to now, when the indictments come out, they're going to turn around. They're going to say, you know, bad things about Jack Smith. Of course, they are. No different than what he did to me. No different than what he has done to others. It is all part and parcel for the Trump playbook. Plain and simple.
0: Back in normal world, you've got President Biden making posts like this. We've seen over 10.5 million new applications for small businesses, the highest two years on record. That's a small business boom. Let's keep it going. But back in MAGA Republican fascist world, on the news of this target letter, you have Donald Trump saying, all caps, witch hunt. Crooked Joe Biden and his injustice department want to indict and arrest his presumed political opponent, me, exclamation point, who is leading him in the polls in the upcoming presidential election of 2024. That's not true. Such a thing has never happened in our country before. And in the middle of the campaign, election interference and prosecutorial misconduct. One of the things I've been doing recently, Cohen, on these videos that I've been making is, and this has been at the request of the Brigaders and the Midas Mighty, they said, look don't just show the Trump posts, compare the Trump posts to what Mm -hmm. President Biden is doing. Because while we talk about this MAGA dystopia, this Putin-esque horrific world that they want to create, like like Raqqa-esque ISIS, like they want to turn this into just look at their actions of what they're trying to ultimately do. We have to always remember though, that President Biden- who you and I don't agree with on uh, everything. There's lots of disagreements that we have with him and Democrats, but ultimately someone who's compassionate, caring, who's trying to do the right thing, who's a stable force. I don't wake up and see a tweet from the White House that makes me feel like so stressed out in the morning that what's going to happen to my country? And that's what I want. I want a stable, normal leader and not this chaos and this craziness. So I always want to show that contrast. And I think that contrast is also on display though, even though you disagree with my subway theory, which I am not a betting man, but I bet you I'm right about my subway theory. Look, but Special Counsel Jack Smith just—I think—showing though that he's cool, calm, and yeah. collected, and I got this.
1: But let me say this um, as it relates to Donald Trump's allegations in his untrue social posts about the Biden administration's be- being, first of all, you know, um, unjust that they're crooked. I mean, these are all the same terms that he's been using for years, because it's the only words that he knows, because he's got a big brain, right? And he only uses the best words. But I want you to remember some of the things that he's saying, that the Biden administration is weaponizing the Justice Department against him, because he is Right? A critic of the Biden administration that he is leading, uh, you know, as he's the leading GOP nominee, and that Biden is clearly fearful that Trump is going to win the election. Now, I just want to bring up again my book, Revenge. And why do I bring it up? I bring it up because look at what it is how Donald Trump weaponized the United States Department of Justice against his critics. This is. Plain and simple, part of the Trump playbook, it's all about deflection. That's our word of the day. It's deflection. And well, it also has to be accountability, but certainly deflection. This is what Donald does the best. It's the old, he's like a four-year-old. I'm rubbing your glue. I mean, whatever you say, you know, goes, sticks back on you. I mean, that's who Donald Trump is. He's a fucking four-year-old. He's a fool who knows exactly what he did to people like myself and others through the weaponization of the Justice Department. And he believes, he does believe that everyone is as crooked as he is, is as unscrupulous as he is, is as disgusting and Democratic as he is. And therefore, Joe Biden must be the same as him. And because he is now being held to accountability for all of his dirty deeds, right, whether it's the, you know, uh, fake electors all the way to the January 6th insurrection to the campaign finance violations and so on. Well, what is it? All right weaponized the Justice Department by the Biden administration to go after Biden's critic, Donald J. Trump. It's just not true. That's the crazy thing. And why people aren't calling him out on it. Why why they're just not holding his feet to the fire. And somebody, just somebody ask him for once, what proof do you have that Biden or his administration has been weaponizing the Justice Department to go after you. Other than the fact that you are being indicted for crimes that you committed, what, what proof do you have? Now, in my case, we have proof. That's why I filed the lawsuit against the United States government. Which unfortunately, because of the overturning of Dobbs, which of course affected Roe versus Wade, also affects a case called Bivens. And so now that case uh, that I have against the government, which was dismissed, is now on appeal. But this is insane. The guy is merely deflecting. And again, his idiotic MAGA supporters are buying right into it. And they're parting with their hard-earned dollars to give it to Donald not even going to use it for its intended purpose. I don't get it.
0: A few days after the January 6th insurrection, though, seemed that Kevin McCarthy may have got it. He went on the House floor. He said crimes were committed. He said, mark my words, Donald Trump is responsible for what took place on January 6th. There was also multiple recordings of Kevin McCarthy to the Republican caucus, saying that he was gonna ask Donald Trump to resign and that Donald Trump was responsible for the January 6th insurrection. But then Kevin McCarthy took that trip to Mar-a-Lago came back and then undermined all of the investigations into the January 6th insurrection. Obviously, we know what went down at Mar-a-Lago and Kevin McCarthy you know, was threatened and basically told how to act. And Kevin McCarthy has gotten in line in the cult, and yep. he made a complete 180 on what he said. I did a video about it earlier in the day where I show the contrast of what Kevin McCarthy said earlier today compared to what he was saying a few days after January 6th and what he was on uh, doing and recording. Because to use the word of the show, what MAGA Republicans are doing is Putin-esque. They're very clear about what the- They know what they're doing. They are trying to deceive. They're trying to create hate and they're trying to cause distraction and they are done with democracy and that's why we gotta keep calling it out. I'm loving these emojis in the YouTube chat right now. If you become a member of the Midas Touch Network, you can access those emojis. There's that dollar sign at the bottom of the YouTube page. You can buy people and gift people memberships. You can ask to receive memberships as gifts. We don't have outside investors here at the Midas Touch Network, so that's one of the ways to support the network if you like shows like this. Get those emojis, the Cohen emojis. We got a Jordy emoji. We got a Jack Smith emoji and more. Um, No worries if you can't do that. We've got a lot more to talk about on this episode of political beatdown, including the hugely important status conference that was held in the Southern District of Florida Federal Court in the criminal case now pending against Donald Trump before Judge Eileen Cannon, brought by special counsel Jack Smith for Donald Trump's willful retention of national defense information and obstruction of justice. Cohen and I will talk about it right after this quick
2: break. Support for Midas is brought to you by Manscaped, who has the best in men's below-the-waist grooming products. That's right, their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BEAT at manscaped.com. Look, everyone knows that you have to be careful when dealing with the family jewels. You definitely don't want to use an old crusty electric trimmer, yikes! That's why I'm so excited to partner with Manscaped. Manscapes Performance Package 4.0 has arrived, and oh man, it's a game changer! Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming, and dare I say, the greatest below-the-waist trimmer ever! Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has 4000K LED spotlights you'll need for a more precise shave. And because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You thought that was good, but want to take your grooming game to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their Crop Reserver Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code BEAT. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BEAT. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped.
0: Ben Micellis here. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long using silver Infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets no more gross odors and get this miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice if not nicer than bed sheets used by some five star hotels stop sleeping on bacteria bacteria can clog your pores causing breakouts and acne sleep clean with miracle go to trymiraclecom beat to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo, BEAT, At checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle made. Go to TryMiracle.com slash BEAT and use the code BEAT to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash beat to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. And welcome back to Political Beatdown, quite the action-packed show. We began by talking about Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel indicting the 16 fake electors in Michigan for serious felony counts, carrying with it decades in prison if these individuals, these fake electors, are convicted. We then talked about the target letter sent by special counsel Jack Smith to Donald Trump, informing him that indictments are imminent in connection with the criminal investigation into Donald Trump's election interference. And now we go to the big status conference held Andy. in the criminal case against Donald Trump in the Southern District of Florida. Cohen. There Things is so much there
1: is so much going on here. So, first of all, today we had the second day in my specific case here in New York. We had the second day of jury selection. The jury is now impaneled. They are Ooh. seated. They've been sworn in very quick, very quickly. We have a great we have a great jury um for us. Okay. On Thursday, and thanks to so many of you who have um contributed to the GoFundMe on Thursday there is a hearing regarding the discovery schedule. Again, as I said before, Trump wants it 90 days after the election. Of course, that's not the way that the rules work. So he has, as I said, it's every day he has something going on. But something also very interesting came to my attention this morning. I received a phone call from a journalist who said to me, Hey, Michael, did you hear about the Israeli artifacts that... Uh, Donald has in storage at mar a and refuses to return to the Israeli government. The stories supposedly go, there it is, right? So they're struggling to recover these ancient artifacts that, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say Trump took to Mar-a-Lago. Supposedly what happened here is that during COVID uh, that there was a whole Series of issues that they could not get these artifacts back to Israel uh, because of whatever the reason may be, and it dis- and it was determined uh, or decided that they were going to store them at Mar-a-Lardo. Well, I would have turned around and told whether it was Bibi or whoever uh, at the time who was the prime minister of Israel. Yeah, that's a stupid move because once you give Trump something. It's his in his mind. He thinks it's his, the fact that they're ancient artifacts, to him is no different than top secret documents, than mine. It's like, mine, 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 go, go, go. I'm a filthy miser, right? You may remember that from the Daffy <laughs> Duck you know, episode with Bugs Bunny, right? Once he has them and they're in his custody and control, he doesn't understand that yet yeah, nine-tenths of the you know, uh, possession is nine-tenths of the law, unless, of course, you're holding it as what's called the bailment for somebody else, which is what he was doing. But now they just can't get it back. So chances are you'll probably see the Mossad raiding Mar-a-Lardo like the way the FBI did in order to retrieve these these priceless artifacts but this just goes to show you the mindset of the guy. Well, any normal person would be worried right now about the multitude of litigation that, you know, con- that they're being confronted with. Now, he's You know, he's got other issues, too, like holding on to property that doesn't belong to him. It's fucked up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When you when you mention day two of jury selection and that a jury has now been selected, just so everybody knows what you're talking about. This is a lawsuit that you've brought against the Trump organization that's been pending for several years. years. Four,
1: four four years years. filed in twenty nineteen
0: so that's now going to trial in other words while you're recording this political beatdown technically you're in trial in Cohen versus trump organization right now do we have any updates on the don jr subpoena is he gonna have to testify uh, yeah
1: yeah so he has um uh, his counsel has agreed that they will produce him it'll either be monday or tuesday uh the exact lineup has not been determined yet uh, I know that my council's is speaking to Trump Org's council, you know, for that, uh, but it will either be Monday or Tuesday.
0: And in this case, the Trump organization has, and correct me if I'm wrong here, they've stipulated to liability. So it's a case ultimately about the damages you've sued over associated costs and fees that you incurred while working at the Trump organization, and they never paid you reimbursement. some of which and
1: some of which is still owed. That's, that's the whole thing. I'm yeah. Now, again, I'm once again, I'm supposed to be responsible for his fees. I mean, isn't it enough that, you know, I lost my law license, my, my business, my family's happiness, reputational damage, and so on. Now all of a sudden I should pay his legal fees as well. Oh, I should pay them because he didn't like the fact that I wasn't sticking to message that I was telling the truth, you know, which I had been doing all of course, except for, you know, the untruth statement about the Trump Tower Moscow project uh, before the uh, House Oversight Committee. Come on. I'm sorry, the House uh, Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. a bunch of bullshit. And, I'm, you know, I am on the hook for these fees. And according to the indemnification clause of the uh, organization of the Trump uh, corporation, they're responsible for these legal fees that were incurred uh, for the benefit of the and, and, you know, at the request of the organization. So Usually those indemnification
0: provisions are also in business and profession codes of yep. the various states as well. And so we'll be following your lawsuit. I just wanted to make sure all the brigaders knew what you meant by the jury selection there. And then your status conference hearing on Thursday, you're seeking Donald Trump's deposition. And this is the frivolous $500 million case Donald Trump filed against you in the Southern District of Florida. We're going to talk about Southern District of Florida in a Moment. And I want to give a special thanks to all the brigaders who have contributed to Michael Cohen's legal defense fund. There, it's with your contributions, he's been able to file an incredible motion to dismiss. He's hired some of the best lawyers in the country. There it is, right there, for those watching on YouTube and for those on audio podcast as well. And on YouTube, you can get it in the description. Contribute to Michael Cohen's legal defense fund. All that money goes to Michael Cohen's lawyers in connection with this case brought by donald trump in the southern district of florida right, right and ben we- unlike
1: unlike donald i don't get to keep 90 percent of the money that's coming in right all of this goes straight into the attorney's IOLTA account uh and it is specific in order to take this thing to trial we want to see if you want to see trump accountable This is the case to do it. He cannot escape, no matter what he thinks, he cannot escape accountability here. He is going to have to be deposed. And anybody that has seen any of Trump's depositions, the videotapes of them, they are classic it's classic stupidity. It's too bad that we don't make them black and white and soundless because I'm telling you, Ben, we could end up making a fortune off of it. That's how <laughs> stupid it is. Right. I mean, it, it's it's nonsensical. But how about these folks that are giving money to these PACs that, you know, are controlled by Trump that they get to that he gets to with his um, without any discre- It's completely discretion of Donald? He gets 90 percent. <laughs> So 90 cents of every dollar is going to whatever he wants, like to fix his plane when it had a problem with the engine or to pay his legal fees or his kids' legal fees. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's not what it was intended for, and it's not what it should be intended for.
0: How about to pay Melania Trump $155,000 for a speaking engagement in December of 2021, which was hidden by the pack in a ledger attributed to some consulting company. But because Donald Trump is now running, he has to disclose his and his spouse's uh, money that they've made during that time period, the compensation. And so she had to list that she received the exact same money. And so when it was lined up with the date, of what the PAC disclosed, it showed that actually the PAC was paying Melania. Speaking of the Southern District of Florida, uh, let's go to the Fort Pierce division where Judge Eileen Cannon sits. A big status conference was held earlier on Tuesday, actually at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and it was supposed to be a status conference relating to SEPA, Classified Information Procedures, because this case involves Donald Trump's willful concealing of national defense information, many of that top secret and classified information. But Judge Eileen Cannon also said, as the parties had been briefing, when the trial date is going to be. Be prepared to talk about the trial date here. So here's what we're learning from reporters who are in the courtroom. And I want to give a shout out to these reporters by name because they do incredible work by showing up in court and sitting there and then reporting this right after so we can bring you all the news. And I think they deserve a lot of credit for their hard work. So Alan Fuhrer says, now the first Trump documents hearing in front of Judge Eileen Cannon in Florida has ended without a decision on the trial schedule. Cannon seemed skeptical of the government's request to go to trial in December 2023, but also seemed disinclined to let the trial stray until after the 2024 election. Beneath the scheduling issue was a fascinating philosophical discussion of the nature of Trump as a defendant. It revolved around the question of should Trump be treated like any other defendant or should his role as a candidate be taken into account? Judge Cannon seemed not to want to discuss that issue and focused more on concrete procedural issues, and then Ann Bauer from Lawfare, just so you can compare different journalists in there to make sure they're all seeing the same thing. This is what she writes. She goes, new. As Judge Eileen Cannon made her debut at a hearing in the classified documents case, She appeared disinclined to grant the special counsel's request for a December trial date, but also seemed skeptical of Trump and Nauta's bid to delay trial until after the November 2024 election. Yet Cannon also resisted arguments from Trump's legal team who urged her to consider his status as a Republican presidential frontrunner when setting a trial date? She indicated that she would instead focus on factors such as the volume of discovery and complexity of the case. Trump's co defendant, Walt Nauta, appeared in court alongside attorneys Stanley Woodward and Sasha Dayton. Woodward argued that setting a firm trial date is unrealistic because he needs to review discovery before advising Nauta as to whether he should sever his trial from Donald Trump. So interesting there that Judge Eileen Cannon, though, seems inclined If you balance all that out to set a trial date sometime in 2024, not continue this thing indefinitely, which is what Donald Trump was requesting. My own personal belief, having dealt with federal prosecutors before, is that special counsel Jack Smith did not truly believe the trial date was going to take place in December of 2023. I think he was hoping for somewhere between the middle ground of that request and ultimately what Trump's lawyers were going to request. So I think Jack Smith would have been happy with an April or a May 2024 trial date, which is less than a year after the indictment was brought. And as Michael Cohen will tell you, and as I'll tell you from someone who's been at many, many, many trials, to go through this whole process in under a year, if that takes place, I know we all want it to go quicker, but that would be a very fast pace for a yeah, case be, of this magnitude.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be, Cohen, what do you make quick. of that news? Yeah, that would be quick. And one of the things, Ben, you and I have spoken about privately as well is whether or not NADA is going to sever his action uh, from that of Trump's. So right now, NADA is still in the cult. He still believes that Donald is going to ensure that He's safe, that he's protected. He's putting the fake arm around him by telling him stay the course. I got this. all right. I don't know whether if I if I win, obviously you'll be pardoned just like I did Roger Stone, Paul Manafort, and so many others. He goes, that's what that's what I'm gonna do. So Nada, who really doesn't have um, the ability to do anything other than stay the course is going to get fucked and fucked royally by a guy who doesn't give a shit about anyone or anything other than himself. So he's playing NADA right now. And what will ultimately happen, and we've seen it time and time again, everybody else takes the fall while this guy somehow manages to skate to the side. Now that's not going to happen in so many of these, again, seven, uh, you know, or eight cases, um, It's not going to happen. The accountability is now at his doorstep um, as well. But he will do whatever is necessary to protect himself, even if it is at Nada's expense. Especially if it's at Nada's expense. And it will help him, even an iota. Look, remember this. Rudy Caludi, drunken Giuliani has spoken to the special counsel to jack smith so has mark meadows we don't know what they spoke about but i think a lot of what we're beginning to see emanated from the conversations that existed between these individuals and the special counsel so again to you know to venture to guess what it is uh, that jack smith Intends on indicting. Well, I think it's silly for people to be, you know, speculating. Rather, let's just sit tight and know that whatever it is, it's not good for the former president. All right, and it does carry with it a prison sentence, and that accountability and um, responsibility for his own dirty deeds is on its way.
0: Couldn't agree more with you, Cohen. And I, look. I know sometimes, especially me saying something like, I think December is a quick trial, um, is upsetting to hear. But I just, I never want to provide false hope or disinformation to the brigaders. And all I want to do is share with you the wealth of my legal experience, having been a litigator for over a decade, having handled many federal cases, having worked with lawyers who handle the most high-profile criminal defense cases. I could only share with you what the process and procedure is like, so that you're just armed with the accurate information about the pay- And the speed of these cases. But that's why when I see a filing like what took place in the Georgia Supreme Mm -hmm. Court by Donald Trump, I could tell you right away this is a frivolous filing that's going to be rejected immediately because Donald Trump just made up the thing like it's not a real type of filing. It would be like me. Being annoyed at something and then just going to the Supreme Court and basically saying, Hey, Supreme Court, I think I'm special. Can you help me out? And it's like, okay, that's just not the way cases work. Cases get filed at a trial court, they get appealed to an intermediate appellate division, and then potentially it can go to a state Supreme Court or if it's federal issues, go to the United States Supreme Court. But the Supreme Court doesn't have to take all of these cases, and it's very rare. That a case gets filed in an original jurisdiction case, an original petition, meaning directly to the Supreme Court. And so Donald Trump filed with the Georgia Supreme Court an original petition for writs of mandamus and prohibition. I know people are like Ben. Break it down. That sounds like Latin words. Give us the breakdown. I can't. Trump made it up. This isn't a real thing that he filed. I mean, ultimately, what he was asking for here was to remove the Fulton County District Attorney to quash all of the evidence she developed before the special purpose grand jury, before the real grand jury has now been impaneled last week. And it's a frivolous request. It's a made up motion. And just watch what the Georgia Supreme Court did here, because I just think it's a thing of beauty. So Trump's motion was like 40 pages, his petition. And here was the response by the Georgia Supreme Court. It just says, petition denied, (laughs) petition dismissed, judgment line, all justices concur. That's just so terse. We're not even going to give you a judicial opinion here. We're just going to say petition, dismiss, signed, all of us. Get out of here immediately. And that came within basically one to two business days of when it was filed.
1: Yeah. Well, look, <laughs> accountability is something that we've been talking about here on the beatdown since day number one. And we should all be very proud of sticking to our course, staying our course, following through you know whether it's again at the at the voting booth or whatever it is that you're doing uh in order to help to get out um, the information to stop the misinformation, malinformation, uh, disinformation and so on. So this is this is things these are things that we need to continue to do. And I implore each and every one of you to continue to share the political beatdown with your friends, subscribe, listen, rate, uh, you know, listen to my Mea Culpa podcast, listen to the Midas Touch a uh, family worth of uh, podcasts that are out there. Because what we really try to do each and every week, and here on Political Beatdown twice a week, what we try to do is we try to give you the facts. It's not something that you get all had often. I hate to say it, there's so much. Poor reporting, misinformation, the disinformation, they do it for sensationalistic purpose, whether it's in order to prop up Trump or it's order just to create some sort of a controversy that gets the story uh, regurgitated again and again and again. But you're never going to get that from us. From us, it's raw, it's unfiltered, it's factual, it's accurate, and together, all right, we will, there's no doubt in my mind, we will build our brigade to millions and millions of people, and we will ensure that the election goes the right way, that the blue wave is not even a wave, it's a tsunami that fucking engulfs these red state rejects, such as the Marjorie Toilet Greens, the Josh Hawleys, the Mark Meadows, all of them, they need to go. It's the only way that we will continue to save the democracy that, you know, Our American democracy is an experiment, but it's proven to be the right way, not just here in America, but for others who have followed our direction. So to our brigaders, I give you the big thank you for everything. Uh, Stay with us, and I promise you, each and every week, you will continue to get what you got today, raw, unfiltered truth.
0: You know, and and you made the signal for the heart, for love, because there's also just so much cruelty coming out from the MAGA Republicans. I'm not going to show it on uh, the the political beatdown, but I I made a video on it, how Lauren Boebert was handed a pin um, that was a memento for a school shooting victim. Some uh, activists for gun reform were in the halls of Congress. They gave Lauren Boebert this, this pin, these green Converse shoes that represent the shoes that this 10-year-old girl, Mai tai Rodriguez, was wearing uh, in Uvalde at Robb Elementary School when she was shot and killed by that disgusting terrorist who went into Uvalde. And so uh, Lauren Boebert was handed I do want to show it. I think it's important that our brigaders I, just I I,
1: I hate her so much. And I, I want to show
0: you what happened when offends these people- me
1: in every single way, shape, and form. Her breathing offends me.
0: Well, I, I want to show you what happened, though, when these activists who were there handing out these pins to respect the legacy of this 10-year-old girl who got shot and killed gave Lauren Boebert uh, one of the pins. Just, just watch what Lauren Boebert does with the pin that she's handed. Play this clip. Thank you. Have a nice
2: day. We hope you take action on gun violence prevention. Take a picture of that. God.
0: She took the pin and she threw it in the garbage. She took the meanwhile, you got these Maga Republicans wearing their AR15 pins. And it, it is it is so despicable what they're doing to our political discourse. It is fascism meets idiocracy. And it is I, I'm so honored to host this show with you, Michael Cohen, and to spend this time with all of the brigaders in this incredible community. That demonstrate compassion and love and intelligence and truly supporting our democracy, our constitution, and our flag, not through performative, you know, things, but through their conduct each and every day. That's what makes this pro-democracy community I, so I wish, special. I wish I
1: didn't day. give the two fingers salute because she truly deserves it as well. You know, she is, as our brigaders keep calling her in the comments section, she is trash. She is nothing but garbage. And the fact that you could be so, um, so disdain, so so disgusting, you know, people are suffering from the loss of their children from this unnecessary gun violence. And to proudly wear an AR-15 as a member of Congress, it's such a spit in the face that. anyone who has lost somebody near and dear or know somebody who was killed as a direct result of gun violence in this in this country and elsewhere they they should be ashamed of themselves they should be stripped of their congressional pin it's you know i had a meeting i'm going to share this with our brigaders because you know that's what we do ben we share um i had a meeting yesterday with one of the biggest Democratic political strategists uh, in the city. And, um, you know, we are uh, at least a good step forward uh, to making an announcement about an exploratory for a congressional seat here in um, New York City, in the district that I live in. And so I will be letting each and every one of you know because this is going to be a campaign that is going to resemble this beatdown there's not a chance in the world that i would have allowed that those two pieces of shit to sit there in the same room with me with ar-15 uh pins uh, i just i couldn't do it i absolutely couldn't do it um i i don't know you know i don't know what i would do but i can assure you um civility would go right out the door because the fact that they're wearing that and they're disrespecting the memories of those that have been lost, shame on them. I I could not just sit there in good conscience and listen yeah. to them as they continue, you know, to destroy or try to destroy our democracy and and, and-,
0: and, and take the pin of the green shoes honoring the life of a victim of these shootings and take it and throw it in the trash it's cruelty for cruelty's sake and folks that's why what we need you to do is share these videos let others know about this pro-democracy community and we need to keep building and growing this community together. I I took a walk last night uh, to grab a bite to eat and, uh, and saw someone walking their dog and as I was walking past them, uh, she said, hey, Ben, and she goes, you're, you're Ben Micellis, right? She goes, I love what you do. She said, I love political beatdown. I love the Midas Touch Network. I share it with all of my friends. And it was such a cool thing, you know, just kind of randomly. I was, I she was also said, I like Michael
1: better than you, right? But that he's not sharing <laughs> it with the gators.
0: But, 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 but what what I want to do is I want I want to make sure that this pro-democracy community continues to grow and that we share these messages of love, compassion, messages about our democracy. Um, and again, this is this is my favorite time of the week. Anytime we all get to spend this time together, make sure you support Michael Cohen's Legal Defense Fund if you can. We've got a link on the bottom of our YouTube page. It's also at thisfirewallfund.com. Check out Cohen's book, Revenge. Seriously, if you haven't read Revenge, please get your copy of it now wherever audio books are sold, get an audio book, get the hardcover book, get wherever it's sold, whatever. It's
1: really about Um, learning the truth.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's, it's it's learning the truth. Unfortunately, my
1: truth, my truth could potentially be yours. And I don't want to see that happen.
0: Check out store.midastouch.com for the best. Midas Touch pro-democracy gear. And we also got the official Maya Culpa podcast, Marilardo Correctional Facility shirts right there. Everything it's 100% union made, 100% made in the U.S. And that's one of the ways we grow and build this network as well. It's through the sale of our merch. Make sure you subscribe on our YouTube channel. We're on our way to 1.5 million subscribers hopefully we can hit that by august with your help and just spread the message about the midas touch podcast about the midas touch network about political beatdown podcast about political beatdown network subscribe here on our youtube channel subscribe wherever audio podcasts are available just search political beatdown hit subscribe leave us a five-star review don't forget to check out michael cohen's other podcast the mea culpa podcast, Nothing But the Truth, also produced by the Midas Touch Network. Check that out as well, and make sure you subscribe there. Again, thank you so much, Brigaders. Thank you so much, Midas Mighty. We'll see you Thursday. I'm sure we're going to get a lot more updates then. Let's see. Donald Trump going to be indicted by then? We'll see. See you next time on Political Beatdown. Shout out to the Midas Mighty.